0: come on, open up your mouth and give God praise if He's worthy of all the honor, all the glory, and all the praise. Amen. That is due His name. Good morning, Hopewell. Those that are in the building and those that are online. Let me say it again. Good morning, Hopewell. Amen. This is yet still the day that the Lord has made, and we're going to rejoice and be glad in it. Every day is a day that the Lord has made. So when we wake up. And we're in our right minds. We have the activities of our limbs. We realize that we went to bed last night. Nobody broke in. We had a roof over our head, clothes on our back. We woke up. We knew who we were. Amen. That's a reason to be able to give God praise and glory for those online. We thank God for you. Those in person, help me praise God for those that's watching online this morning. Amen. We're glad that you're here. We know that you're at the right place at the right time. If you have not already, go ahead and share, like it, and so that someone else can be blessed by the Hope Hopewell Experience. On this morning again, we thank God just for being alive and being here in the land of the living and able to be able to worship God together. Virtual is great, amen. But it's a blessing when we're able to be together to be able to worship in the house. I know, I know you can worship God wherever you absolutely right, but thank God that we have a place that we can be able to unite as a body, amen, as a local assembly to be able to praise and magnify God to all of our mothers in the house. Thank God we got some. Great church mothers, amen Some of them in the house this morning Mother Albright, Mama Lou, Mother Matt Amen, Mother Simon, we thank God for them Amen, this is the first time in over a year I done worship and both my deacons been in the building Amen, Deacon Brian and Deacon Baker are here We thank God for them Amen, all of our elders and ministers The first lady and the first, first ladies over there I call them first ladies too, amen Thank God for the only lady and the first ladies, amen, because they think they my mamas too, amen If you have your Bibles, go with me to Exodus chapter 15 Exodus chapter 15, I want to call your attention to verse 22 I'm sorry, verse 23 um, Exodus chapter 15, we might as well read both of them 22 through 24, amen Want to read that to you in your hearing Those in the building, if you can stand for the reading and the reverence of God's word, amen Those online, just get your Bibles If you don't know where Exodus is Sunday schools next Sunday morning at 8.30am Amen, call in on the prayer line Amen, use that number and ask the teachers Where Exodus is, they can be able to help you Just mess with you folks to get offended and torn me off Amen, don't do it Just teasing you, Exodus chapter 15 Exodus chapter 15, verses 22 through 24. I'm going to backtrack a little bit as we talk and we continue in our series entitled U-Turn. Um, I want to read for you here in Exodus 15, 22 through 24. And it says this, Then Moses led the people of Israel away from the Red Sea and moved them to the desert of Shur. Shur. Um, they traveled in the desert for three days Without finding water When they came to the oasis of Mara, The water was too bitter to drink So they called that place Mara, Which means bitter Verse 24 Then the people complained and turned against Moses Saying what are we going to drink They demanded So Moses cried out to the Lord for help The Lord showed him a piece of wood Moses threw it in the water And this made the water good to drink. God, we thank you right now for your word. We thank you for the power of your word. We thank you, um, Lord God, you told us in your word that it's not just good enough for us just to be hearers of your word, but we want to be doers of your word. So I pray, God, that before we even hear the entire message, Father, that we've already made up in our minds that whatever it is that we're being called to do, that we're going to act and obey and do just that. And it's in Jesus' precious name, we pray and all of God's people said. Amen. Just look at somebody and give them a Wakanda, give them a hug, a virtual hug, whatever it is. Amen. Make eye contact with them. Nod at them or something. Amen. Blink your ass twice to let them know that you're safe. Amen. And that you're glad to be alive. You're glad to be alive. Exodus 15, 22 through 25. I want to preach this morning from the subject praising and complaining. Praising and complaining complaining. If y'all remember, I shared with you a story, a life story that I experienced sometime when I was a little boy. I, I know some of said, Pastor, I already know what story you about to share. Somebody didn't hear so I'm going to say it again. Hey, Amen. So, I was in elementary school. I just got back from school. I was on my way to school. In fact, I was at school. Hey, Amen. Getting ready to come home from school. It was snowing out on the west side of Chicago. Snow was thick. We live right down the street from Joseph Lovett Elementary School right there on Bloomingdale Avenue. And I was walking home from school and a young boy walked up behind me missed him he walked up before me he said Christopher and I turned around and just bam he had took his time on Sandra and rolled up a really good snowball dick and brian and it hit me right in my face in my eye thank god i wasn't wearing glasses at the time because my poor glasses would have broken zoe but there was nothing there to protect my face at all my whole, whole the whole half of my face is red so what do i do i take off running home i'll Bust in the door, screaming for my daddy. My sister, run downstairs. Chip, what's wrong? I'm not looking for you, Sparkle. Where is daddy? I need my daddy. And daddy runs down. He runs down, and he sees my face. He said, Chip, what happened? I said, I was a boy at school, dad. I was minding my own business, trying to get home to you. And he made a snowball and hit me dead in my face. Daddy said, Chip, you don't have to worry about it. I'm going to walk you to school tomorrow. And as soon as we get on the playground, you show me who the young man was I got to give you a brief of my history a little bit there I did not like going to school at that age it was a struggle for me to get up every morning they had to prop me up and talk to me and talk me through the day and let me know what time I was going to get home from school so that I could keep that in my view because I didn't like going to school at all I wanted to be at home with mama I wanted to be at home with daddy but that day Dr. Lane no one had to wake me up sister Tanya no one had to encourage me to start my day I woke up that morning with my mind stayed on Jesus because I knew that victory was far in my view we get up Daddy said let's go he said Chip are you ready I said yes sir we get to walking and I'm walking down the street I'm excited and we get there on the playground and I said daddy there he is right there I cannot remember what my father said I cannot remember what was done all I know that victory was won that day why was victory won that day pastor because my father Father had fought for me. All right. This is what has just happened in Exodus chapter fourteen with the children of Israel against the Egyptians and Pharaoh they had just experienced something that has literally transformed their life Moses comes on the scene Deacon Baker and he tells Pharaoh God said you're going to let his people go by any means necessary they go through all all the ten plagues they go through all these different processes and situations and God already let it be known from the beginning that he was allowing this to happen so that he could be able to get all the glory the honor and the praise from the situation And so they get here and they experience in God being God over the waters, where He allows Moses to be used with his staff to part the Red Sea, and they're able to walk through it, sister Tanya, and never get an inch of water on them at all. Water rolls up on both sides, and they were they were able to walk right through on dry land. And what God began to do was He began to mess with the wheels of the chariots of the Egyptians. He caused confusion they began to see God do some things with the elements mother Albert, that totally blew their minds and they were trying to get out of there but God told Moses raise your staff up again and after all of the children of Israel had made it over safely he raised his staff again and the water came back down and drowned each and every one of the Egyptians what just happened they saw victory They experience victory not because they have the best weaponry. Not because they had all the high-tech tools, to be able to fight the Egyptians. No, they were able to see victory because God had fought for them. I told you a few verses ago last week. I told you it was up there where Moses told the people, "Listen, don't panic, don't freak out. These Egyptians that you see today, you are no longer going to see anymore in your life. Just stand still and believe the salvation of the Lord that He's going to rescue you, that He's going to deliver you." So, in other words, what Moses by the by God was letting the people know that God is going to fight for you they were able to experience victory brother Brian Mm -hmm. because God had fought for them look at verse chapter 14 verse 31 it says when the people saw the mighty power that the Lord had released uh, unleashed uh, against the Egyptians they were filled with awe before him they put their faith in the Lord and in their servant Moses the Bible says when they saw what God had allowed to happen when they saw for themselves and experienced for themselves something that they had never seen before in their lives Ashley the the Bible says that the people were in awe they were awestruck they were just oh my God Gosh, look at the splendor of God. God kept his word and he fought for us. We didn't have to come to this battle prepared. We didn't have to have to have some weaponry. All we have to do is stand still and watch God. And daddy, God came on our behalf, and he fought for us and he got us the victory. Thank you, Lord. And we get over to chapter 15. A transition happens here, which is a lesson for you and I to be able to know. When the power and presence of God is real, Mm -hmm. praise is birth. All right, verbal, yes. When the presence and the power of God, let me add this in there, is real to you and I, Mm -hmm. praise is birth. Let me say it again. When the power and the presence of God has manifested itself to us and we have experienced something in other words we have seen God do something that we have never seen done before in fact what he did was just supernaturally crazy that we can't even believe that God did it when that happens and we experience for ourselves here it is because when we experience something for ourselves can't nobody talk us out of it and tell us that it was somebody else no it might have been another system it might have been another process that God used. But we know that God was the orchestrator behind it all. We know that God was the executive producer behind it all. and from that encounter, from that experience, a praise is birth here it is we get the chapter six we get the chapter 16 and listen the children of Israel said listen I'm not going to wait till the battle was over I'm going to go ahead and shout now in fact they do wait till the battle was over and now they begin to shout but chapter 15 opens up to let us know that because the presence and the power of God has been manif- has been manifested and made itself real to them now a praise not just any type of praise but a, a spontaneous praise a, 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 a song is birth from the victory that they have just experienced. Look at it. Let's read it for a little bit y'all. Look at verse chapter 15. Look at this. It says that Moses and the people of Israel sang this song to the Lord. They just started saying I will sing to the Lord. For he has triumphed gloriously. He has hurled both horse and rider into the sea. The Lord is my strength and my song. He has given me victory. This is my God and I will praise him. My father's God and I will exalt him. The Lord is a warrior. Yahweh is his name. Pharaoh's chariots and armies he has hurled into the sea. The finest of Pharaoh's officers are drowned in the Red Sea. The deep waters gushed over them. They sank. To the bottom like a stone oh my goodness they sound like some real poetic rappers here because if you can notice the chemistry and the matrix of how they're saying their words they begin to use analogies and say that the deep waters gush over them and they sank to the bottom like a stone I like this right here because they have experienced something that has literally, literally transformed their life and they said because of the victory that God has given us because of God fighting for us they said the only response that we have is to give God glory and to give God praise. They said we owe it to God to open up our mouths yes. and allow for a spontaneous praise to come out of our mouths to acknowledge what God has done for us that nobody else have the power yes. to be able to Dude, I'm gonna say it again until you get it. They realize we have now just experienced the power and not just the power of God, but the experience of the presence of God. Let's go back to chapter 14. The Bible says that it was an angel of the Lord that was representing him, that went before him. The Bible says that it was God that led them on a pillow cow by day and a fire by night. It was God every step of the way that when they were running from the Egyptians, he oh took the fire and said, fire, come here. Let me put you back where I need to be, so they can stay daylight, so my children can get to where they have to go. And because they experienced that, they opened up in chapter 15 and said, "I will sing a song to the Lord." <laughs> oh. For he has triumphed gloriously. He has heard both the horses and the rider into the sea. I like it right here because theologians say that this was a spontaneous praise, Deacon Brian, that came out. It wasn't, it wasn't planned, it wasn't forced. Get this, y'all. There was no praise team or praise and worship leader before them. As they began to sing this song, this song was birthed out of the power and the out of the power and the presence that they had experienced by what God had did for them, and they said, "Out of response of the great victory that God has given us, we owe Him a praise." And they said we're going to sing this song to the Lord we're going to talk about him we're going to brag about him I'm so glad Elder Corey said what he said earlier that yes we have been blessed in this pandemic with checks after checks and food and all types of stuff student loans being on hold I'm just praying that Uncle Joe just go ahead and say forget it you don't got to pay student loans for the rest of your life I'm just praying that he just keep pushing that day back until Jesus come on and come back amen just keep pushing it back Uncle Joe Let's go ahead and plead the blood of Jesus over the Department of Education and the White House because they mess up on everything else. I need them to mess up on student loans, amen, and just forgive them all together. Praise God. All right. They said we're going to sing this song to the Lord for what he has done. We have experienced all types of things that have happened to us that has blessed us even in the midst of a global pandemic. But here's what I'm afraid of. That out of everything that we've experienced, Mother Maggie, that we've forgotten to stop and give God the credit. Brother Brian, I, 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 I am nervous that we've been out here going shopping. I mean, we've been making trips with our vaccinated selves, unvaccinated selves. Amen. We've been going places, I mean, stimulating the economy, but we have not stopped. Every time you slide your car through, you always say, God, I thank you. Because if it wasn't, listen, even with the semblance, we've been blessed even more. But even without the semblance, some of us know that before those checks even came out, we saw God supernaturally moving on our behalf and making ways out of nowhere. Some of us have experienced God before the checks, part in the Red Sea on our behalf. Every time we slide that car, we always say, God, I thank you. Every time we write that check, we always say, God, I thank you. Every time we're able to pay our mortgage, pay our rent, we always say, God, I thank you. Every time you go to the store, and you don't have links and you buy your groceries, we ought to say, God, I thank you for what you've done. Yes, thank you. This is a spontaneous praise, yes. Deacon, that is not forced but his birth. When will we get to a place that we won't need someone to stand before us and tell us to lift our hands? When will we be able to get to a place and mature to a place that we don't need someone to tell us to open up our mouths? Go back and think about what the Lord did last week. Go back and think about how he made a way and how he delivered you. When will we get to a place that all I need, whether I have a praise team, that's great. Whether I have a praise leader, that's great. All I need is a memory. All I need is a flashback. And I I don't have to go back too far. I don't have to go back centuries. I don't have to go back to the seventies. I don't have to go back decades. All I have to do is turn back and look at yesterday and see all the ways that God has made and see all the doors that God has opened and see all the doors that God has kept sealed. Yeah. I know that's you. When you think about the many people, thousands of people have lost their lives to COVID-19, but some of us in our church body have experienced COVID-19 and God kept us safe in the midst of that and our lives were not lost. Yeah. When you think about it, our kids have gone back to school and none of them have contracted the COVID-19 virus, that's enough to give God praise for. When will we mature to a place that we'll just give God praise and glory just because. these people said, these people said, these people said, they said, they said, said, hey, we done seen God do something that we have never seen before. And I like this part. I like what verse one says. They said, we're going to sing to the Lord. Now, this is so imperative because in the latter part of chapter 14, the Bible says, the Bible says that the people. They were filled with awe before him They put their faith in the Lord And in his servant Moses They had their confidence in Moses As they led them but they realized Hey Moses can only take us so far And he can only do what God empowered him to do We thank God for Pastor Moses But we made it where we are right now Not because of Pastor Moses But because of the God of Pastor Moses And they said hey we can't sing this song To Pastor Moses but we have to sing This song to the Lord Every time God does something amazing in your life you ought to become a composer and write a new song to the Lord and here's the thing you become your own CEO your own producer your own your your own composer and all you have to do is put all your lyrics have to be what God has got God thank you for paying my bills yesterday God thank you for keeping my mind God thank you for healing my body all you have to do is reflect upon what he's already done And they said, we can't get it twisted and begin to sing this song to anybody else. The song has to be directed to the Lord. It doesn't stop right there. Look at verse six. It says, your right hand, oh Lord, is glorious in power. Your right hand, oh Lord, smashes the enemy in the greatness of your majesty you overthrow those who rise against you, you unleash your blazing fury, it it consumes them like straw at the blast of your breath oh my God, the waters piled up, the surging waters stood still, stood straight like a tall, stood straight like a wall in the heart of the sea, the deep waters became hard, look at verse 9, the enemy boasted, I would chase them and catch them and catch up with them I will plunder them and consume them. I will flash my sword. My powerful hand will destroy them. But you blew your breath. And the sea covered them. They sank like lead. In the mighty waters. Y'all see that? They acknowledge the right hand of God. Which is the hand of authority. They acknowledge and recognize the fact. That God had destroyed their enemies they went on and it almost sounds like they're kind of throwing shade at the Egyptians they said you thought that you was going to catch us you thought that you was going to catch up with Uh us but you didn't realize that my father has authority over the seas and the waters and so while you're trying to come after us and attack us and take us back to Egypt no daddy's going to release the water to drown you up so that you can be able to sink to the bottom like a rock come on thank you lord then it gets good Look at verse 11. Who is like you among the gods, O oh Lord? Nobody. Glorious in holiness, awesome. In splendor, performing great works, you raise your right hand, and the earth swallowed our enemies. Yeah. With your unfailing love, you led the people you have redeemed. In your might, you guide them to your sacred home. The people hear and tremble. Anguish grips there, uh, grips those who live in Philistia. The, the 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 leaders of Eden are, are Edom are terrified. The nobles of Moab tremble. All who live in Canaan melt. Terror and dread fall upon them. The power of your arm makes them lifeless as a stone. Unlike your people pass by, O oh Lord, until the people you purchase pass by, you will bring them in and plant them on your own mountain. The Lord, yes. our, Lord our Lord, reserved your own dwelling place, a sanctuary, yes. O oh Lord, that your hands have established. Your Lord will reign forever and ever. Yes. They asked the question, who is like the Lord yeah. now I, I, I gotta I gotta imagine as my childhood pastor late president the late pastor president white Jr would say with my sanctified imagination on, that now. when they said that when they said who is like the Lord they might have been saying that with the anticipation there was going to be a call and a response and somebody was gonna sit up and say nobody yeah. <laughs> is like the Lord they put the question out there but they already knew the answer that there's nobody like our God who is another God that can be able to have authority over the elements who is like another God that can be able to defeat our enemies who can be a God like our God they can use a a stutterer to deliver a whole nation when when we experience the power in the presence of God praise is perfect thank you Holy Ghost I believe I believe that that's the missing ingredient when it comes to us and corporate worship because we have not experienced the presence of God on our own, we don't know how to translate or what to do when we come into corporate environments to praise and worship God. Mm. If you ain't ever that's the truth. have the presence of God meet you when you're in the bathroom. <laughs> If you ain't never had the presence of God meet you in your car and you have to pull over. Cuz folks will think you drunk and I lost your mind. If you ain't never had the presence of God meet you while you washing the dishes. You want to understand when we come together, while people are lifting their hands, you won't understand why someone may take off running. You won't understand why somebody just sits there and nothing is being done or said and they just bust out and lift their hands and say, God, I thank you. If you never experience the presence of God on your own, when we come here, it's going to be foreign. But I want to challenge you, saints of God. But I'm so glad that COVID-19 has told us that God is not just waiting to meet us in the building. God will meet you in your bed. God will meet you in your closet. God will meet you in your cubicle. God will meet you in your car. God will meet you wherever you are. All you have to do is build an altar and say, come Lord Jesus, come. And he will come right to where you are. Oh, it can be dry in here, but he can meet you in your pew all by yourself and let you know that he's real and he's real. when the presence of the power of God It's manifested and experienced in our lives. It won't be a struggle to praise him. It won't be a struggle to worship him. Oh, cause all you have to do is just think back to a little bit. You think back a little bit that when you only had two pennies to your name and God still made a way when well, you didn't have much, but God still made a way when well, you had nobody else, but God was there. Thank you, Lord. Woo. Hey. Yeah. I gotta hurry up and get out of here. Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. They have this encounter with God that literally Transform mm-hmm. their lives. Thank you, Lord. Here's another lesson. How God reveals Himself mm-hmm. at our Red Sea experiences prepares our faith for the future. All right. All right. How God reveals Himself at our Red Sea experiences. Prepares our faith for the future. All of us have testimonies of God doing something that nobody else has the power to be able to do. All of us, we have multiple testimonies of that, of experiencing God, Sister Diane, doing something, revealing himself strong, revealing himself as fighting on our behalf to get us victory. When we have those experiences, get this sense of God, it is to prepare our faith for the future. Pastor, what? do you mean? If you look at verse 19, I might as well finish finish off verse uh, chapter 15. It says this, it says this, it says this in verse 19. It says, when the Pharaoh's chariots, horses and chariots uh, 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 and charioteers rushed into the sea, the Lord brought the water crashing down on them, but the people of Israel had walked through the middle of the sea on dry ground. Then Miriam the prophetess, which was Aaron and Moses' sister, took a tambourine and led the ladies as they played the tambourines and and Miriam, Miriam sang the song, sing to the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. He has hurled both horse and rider into the sea. It gets good to Miriam. they on their way out the chapter. It gets good to her. And she goes, grabs the tambourine out the choir stand and starts playing the tambourine and get the other ladies to join in and say, hey, I need y'all to help me lift them up because what we've ex- experienced God do has literally blown our mind. Behold it up. Hold up. Wait a second. Yeah. We get to verse 23, yeah. and the Bible says uh-huh. they just experienced God doing something supernatural on their behalf. Uh-huh. They walked through the Red Sea on dry ground. Uh-huh. They've been in the desert for three days now, haven't been able to find no the water. Uh-huh. They opened up their mouth in verse 24. Dr. Lane reading before me, I love it. Then the people complained and turned against Moses. What are we going to drink? Mm -hmm. Wait a minute. Hold up. (laughs) They spent 21 verses Uh bragging on God, Mama Lou. They spent 21 verses, excuse me, bragging about God. How ain't no God like our God? He's able to He's able to war, He's able to drown our enemies and make them sink to the, sink to the bottom like a stone. Uh-huh. And they get out here yeah. and open their mouth to Moses. Uh-huh. And say, Robert, hey. we thirsty <laughs> and we ain't got nothing to drink. And not did they just say we're thirsty and we don't have anything to drink. The Bible says they open up their mouth. They moan and they complain. Hold up. Wait a minute. How do you complain about being thirsty and not having water? When you just experience God being God over water. Uh-huh. <laughs> you mm-hmm. Why would you have the audacity mm-hmm. to open up your mouth and complain about having no water? Mm-hmm. What if God is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore, mm-hmm. could part the Red Sea? And put water under his authority. Isn't he the same God that can quench your thirst? Yeah. Yeah. Our faith, get this, y'all, is quickly tainted mm. by complaints and grumbling yeah, when we forget what God has recently done. Yeah. Bible tells you they have only been walking for three days. Three days. <laughs> 72 hours deacon they've been walking with no water and they open up their mouths majesty and complain about not having water. It is so sad that our praise can quickly descend to complaining as soon as comfort uncomfort pain, mm-hmm. trouble mm-hmm. comes our way. Mm-hmm. That's true. They quickly transitioned, Dr. Lane, from praising and magnifying God and tearing the church up mm-hmm. well. <laughs> to complaining mm-hmm. because there was no water. What they failed to do was to remember what God had did mm-hmm. at the Red Sea. And here it is saints of God No matter how many victories you experience No matter how many how many Testimonies that we may have May we never forget those Red Sea experiences hey. well, May we never forget what God has done Because it's going to help us That when we get to another Red Sea Because here it is We're going to have some multiple Red Sea experiences Hi. In our lives Y'all yes we are Keep on living and we're going to have them And they're going to come to try to get us to go back But we say no I'm not going back The only thing I'm going back to is the last thing that God did. The last way that God made to remind me and to sustain me and to fuel my faith to keep trusting and believing that if he can part a red sea, he can make this water better. Yes. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Moses. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord. Cried out to the Lord for help. And the Lord showed me a piece of wood. And Moses throws the, world, the, th- throws the wood into the water and the water is made good to drink. Once again, they see God perform another miracle yes. right before yes. their eyes. Saints of God, why do we think that God would change his mind about us? Why would we think that what God has done before in the past, that he's worn out or too tired to do it again on our behalf? Why do we limit God in our minds and to thinking, oh, here's another situation, here's another problem, I, I just don't, I don't, don't think i don't know god might be tired he may be doing trying to do something else what makes us think that god has changed his mind about us why do we allow for murmuring and complaining and for moaning and for grumbling to taint our faith for where we are Right now, and not just for where we are, but for where we are going. What? Why? 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 Why, Why do we allow for that to happen? And right before their eyes, Mother Simon, they experienced God making bitter water sweet water. I mean, they could have gotten a patent for purification back then in the, in the wilderness. <laughs> You take a piece of wood, throw it in there and bam, the water's purified and ready to be drank. Mm-hmm. He tells him. Look at what he says in verse 26. Mm-hmm. He tells them, if you will listen carefully to the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight, his sight, God's sight, uh-huh. obeying his commands, keeping his decrees, his commands, his decrees, meaning his word, yeah. then I will not make you suffer any of the any other diseases I sent on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. He says, i don 't know why y'all keep tripping, I keep doing miracle after miracle, and y'all still don't get it. And I'm part of the Red Sea first of all. I done used a stutterer to bring you out of slavery. Right. I done part of the Red Sea. I done took a piece of wood, have it thrown in the water so you can have water to drink. Mm-hmm. And you still got issues. <laughs> he says, listen, if you can take heed to my word and fully obey me, he says the diseases that the Egyptians get won't touch it. You. you won't suffer from any of it. Because I'll be the one that heals you. Okay, fix it up, swims. because here it is. There's a new gospel out there that said that if you're saved, sanctified, and filled with the precious gift of the Holy Ghost, you will never be sick you will never have any type of diseases you will never be broke you will never suffer it's called the prosperity gospel that people are teaching taking the word of God twisted it taking it out of context to make it fit Mm -hmm. their foundation and people naming it and and, and claiming it and snapping it and grabbing it, (laughs) and believing this twisted gospel that because I'm saved, I'll never be sick. I'll never experience any type of pain. I'll never be broke. I'll never experience any financial issues. When that's not the truth, at all. We, the Bible tells us, the Bible tells us that in this life, we are going to have some trials. We are going to have some tribulations. We're going to have some ups. We're going to have some downs. Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. We're going to experience all of these things. Yes, we're going to do it. Why? God's going to get the glory out of it. He's going to reveal himself and show himself and make himself present in our lives in a way that will literally blow our minds. But I like what God is also trying to get us to understand in saying that that hey there are some things that we may experience in our lives because we've been living in direct rebellion of God's word alright okay say it again pastor, the pastor you don't know, took us from a straight praise now you done bought a praise I know I'm trying to help us to understand God's word there are some things that we have experienced in our lives it's not because of the enemy Right. Yes. it ain't because of the devil it's not because of your haters because the haters they ain't even thinking about you. They spend their stimulus money and stuff. They get out shopping and going on trips. They're in Mexico and Jamaica and stuff. You're the last thing on their mind right now. He says, he says, he says, some things we experience in life is because we have been in direct rebellion against God and his word. We have not been in his will because we've been trying to do our own lives, our own way. And sometimes that's why we experience some of the stuff that we experience. Because we won't obey his word. God tells them, if you can, look at what he says, y'all. Look at what he says in verse 26. If you will listen carefully to the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight, obeying his commands, keeping all his decrees, then I will not make you suffer any of the diseases uh, sent on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. If you can't follow my word, I will protect you. If you will listen to what I say and apply it to your life, I will protect you. Just what God tells Israel is the same application we can apply to our lives today. Why? Because the truth of the matter, is, we're more like the children of Israel than we want to admit. Man, can we go from praising to complaining real quick. Listen, and it ain't even got to be three days. It can be an hour. Up, oh, God, wait a minute. Make it make sense, Pastor. How do I apply this to my life then, Reverend? Refuse to allow your complaining and your grumbling to be louder than your praise. All right. Mm -hmm. As you start your week off, as you go to work tomorrow, as you go to school tomorrow, listen, wake up with your mind prepared, I'm not going to be complain because it's Monday I'm not going to complain and start co- and, 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 and start whining and complaining oh my gosh, I gotta go to work today, I gotta deal with all these devils in my office and stuff, y'all you know how quick we call people devils when we don't like them or when they don't do something that we don't want them to do, now they're a devil, they were an angel all along, but because they wouldn't pick you up for work now they're devils and stuff, I don't want to go in there and work with all them devils guys Thank God you got a job. Huh? Thank God you have employment. Don't allow your complaining and your moaning and your whining to be louder than your praise. We're good at checking everybody else, but do some self-check and check yourself and say self. No, not today. No, we're not going to do it today. Nope, nope, God's been too good. God's been too kind. I checked my bank account. I still have money in there. Nothing has, no, no check has bounced. I'm not in the red. God, I thank you. Let's be the remnant of believers that we will not walk and live in complaining and grumbling and moaning but we will walk and live in praise at what God has done. That we can wake up every day besides Sunday and say this is the day that the Lord has made and I'm going to rejoice no matter what happens to me. No matter what may not happen to me. I'm going to rejoice. That's why Paul says rejoice and again I say rejoice because he realized rejoicing has to be a lifestyle, a mindset that I live in every day. And making the decision that I'm gonna rejoice and be glad in it. Yeah, I know I just got a flat, but thank God I pulled over before the flat went all the way out on the road. I have a reason to rejoice. Oh, yes. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Because when the minute we begin to moan and grumble and complain. We're making a U-turn going back to Egypt. (laughs) Going back to slavery. Going back to the slave master. Because we're failing to acknowledge the ways that he has made before us. Thank you, God. That he's made before us. Yes. I have to catch myself. I've been counting down for, to May 25th. That's the last day of school, Brother Jerry. I've been counting down since March the 15th. That was my first day sub. I've been counting down since Miss Tammy. Whole two months I've been counting down. <laughs> and to catch myself, I say, man, get it together. All of them may not be listening, but there's somebody that's listening to what you're saying. You're making an impact in somebody's life. Right. That's right. And God has a way of doing little stuff. Have, have somebody come up and say something, have something that can happen to cause you to remember and to begin to see, I'm using you right where you are. Stop thinking about yourself. Mm-hmm. Stop complaining and whining and see how I'm using you right where you are. Because it makes no sense to praise and complain when we got so much to praise for. Yes, that's true. I mean, we may have some complaints. We may have some ups and downs. We may have some issues, Mother Albertian. But we have so much to praise God that's for. Right. We have so much to thank God for. We have so much to acknowledge him for that he has done in our lives. Come on and put those hands together. Give God praise this morning.